Welcome to the Demise Podcast. Our mission is to give you, your friends, and the family the information from our expert partners that will enlighten, inform, and educate you about the unknown facts of the inevitable. I'm your host, Harold. Today's guest is Dr. Juan Santos, the owner and operator of Santos Counseling in Greensboro, North Carolina. Welcome to the program, Dr. Santos. Please tell the listeners about yourself and your counseling services. Thank you, Harold. I appreciate you having me here. Uh, so yes, my name is Dr. Juan Santos. I'm a big fan, big lover here of the Greensboro, North Carolina area. Originally, I'm from Dominican Republic. Uh, it's a little island way down south, shares the border with Haiti. Come from an immigrant, uh, very impoverished, uh, yet rich in a lot of ways, rich in understanding the importance of family background. I own and operate a counseling practice here in Greensboro, Santos Counseling. Uh, we serve. We serve as best as we can, individuals, couples, families, just really trying to add to the community to help people learn that they have the skills, they have the knowledge, and sometimes we just need somebody to walk with for a little bit to be able to, you know, to get to that place that that, that allows us to maybe move forward independently. I'm a husband, a father of two, well three if you count my uh, rascal dog. Um, he's, he, he, was the, he was the original OG of the family, so I got, I got three there. And I'm, I'm here with you, Harold. We're going to talk about grief, uh, a topic that, in, in, it may be an odd way, a topic in an odd way that I think it's important, and I think there's a lot of good information uh, that can be shared. All right, great. Thank you for that intro. Like you mentioned, today's program is going to focus on grief. And the first big question for you is, is it possible to prepare for the inevitable? You know, I think, um, I think it's an interesting question because much of our life we are focused on preparing for the future. Like we're raising kids to become successful adults. We're trying to create happy marriages, successful careers. And, and then we get to this question of the inevitable when we know that someone may pass, some tragic situation may take place. And, and I think instead of preparing, maybe what we do is we seek meaning in the experiences that we have with people. So instead of preparing for a your parent to pass, what you may do during that time is you really just soak up all of those experiences and you find the meaning of them so that when it does come to that phase of life that they're no longer physically here, you're able to reflect on the beautiful past, all of those meaningful experiences and then you're able to maybe shift the relationship. Yes, they're not physically here, but what is that new relationship that you're going to have with them now that they're no longer there? So I, I think in some ways we can prepare, and that means taking advantage of the opportunity of the present moment. Wow, awesome, awesome. How do you identify grief, Dr. Santos? This is a, this is a great question because I, I think that if we look at just modern society, we think about grief and we go, grief is when a, a child passes much too early. Grief is when a, a parent reaches a, a stage of life that they can no longer battle cancer. There's also grief in other categories. It could be grief of job loss. There could be grief of a relationship you've had with a friend and that friend 
moves moves away. So now you're grieving that, right? So we look at the term itself, and it's connected to loss. It could be you're grieving a relationship. You have this partner, and you're married, but you realize that your friends and that part of intimacy is just not there, and it's so hard to admit it. Yet you know that the healthiest things to do is to let each other go. So then we grieve that process. So, so I do think when we look at the term, we can expand it, and it doesn't have to be singular to the passing of a loved one. We can really broaden it to different areas of life. Wow, awesome, awesome. How do you recognize when it's time to seek help for yourself and others? So, so it's a good question. You know, recognizing when is it time, like if I'm the one going through grief, let's say, to seek help, I think looking at your routine, so if you were to go back and say, okay, I'm working out five days a week, I'm eating three meals a day, I socialize on the weekends, I'm going to church on Sunday, and, and then you notice that maybe, maybe mom died last week, and now it's, been, now it's been a minute since you've exercised even one day during the week. And it's, and it's been some time since you reached out to friends. And you look at your phone and you've got all these missed calls. People are ringing, they're, they're texting, but you're not reaching out. And, and what's happening is you're off your, you're off your routine. And we know that as, as humans, it's vital for us to maintain consistency in our routines because they allow us to benefit that outcome. You know, we feel good because of the work that we do. So I think that's, that's a key sign, just looking at your stability of life. And if things are off a little bit, it may be that sign of grief, and then that's a strong sign of, okay, it's time for me to seek help. When we have, and that's just one example, there's one of many. When we have peers in our life, maybe you've got a sibling and you both have lost uh, someone important, uh, a grandfather, and you notice that your sibling is, is angry, and, and you notice that your sibling, you know, when people bring up grandpa, your, your sibling just gets really upset. And you've seen your sibling upset. People get upset. It's just what we do. But they're, they're, they're taking it to the next level. And maybe they're drinking a little bit more. And, and maybe every so often they're in denial. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. So, so that's where we take that step back and we're observant. And if it's my sibling, I'm able to maybe highlight that they're not going through grief in a very healthy way because it looks like they're turning to substance or they're turning to loud forms of anger or they're rejecting the whole situation from happening and that means that we become stuck it's almost like stepping on quicksand hoping to move forward it ain't going to happen right. and, and at that point we've got now two viewpoints of when maybe i need to seek support or maybe when i see somebody around me and it could be supportive for me to give them some feedback that they could seek support right right awesome what does grief ever end you know, this is, uh, this is an interesting question that I'll work with my patients on. And, and I'm going to tell you, every, I think every therapist, just like every person, is a little bit different. So the feedback I'm going to give you just comes from my life experiences. It comes from culture. It comes from being a person of color, a person that holds different languages, from my experiences of grief. And then it comes from education as well. I think that I don't necessarily think grief ends as in you reach this point and the memory and all of it is gone and and i don't think that that's necessarily always what we want to seek if 
you know, in, 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 again, this is just feedback, subjective view here. I think when we lose someone, like if you lose, let's say, a parent, maybe once they're physically lost, the question becomes, what do you want to continue to carry with you in grief? And I, I may want to carry with me those really wonderful moments. I'm holding a hammer, and I'm, and I'm not hitting my finger, and I'm really thankful that my dad has showed me how to hold that hammer. And in that moment, Harold, I may be right there with you. We're both hammering, and then I start crying, and you're like, Juan, what's wrong? And I'm like, these are, these are good tears. I'm just, right now, I'm, just, I'm, I'm sad, and I'm missing my dad. But I'm also really happy because it's left me with this memory. So you notice how in that moment, I'm in that, and there's stages of grief. There's the last stage, which is your acceptance. But accepting what took place does not mean that I will not continue to feel. And it's important for us to continue to feel because our feelings make us who we are. Right. Wow. Great. That's awesome. That is awesome. Why is grief harder when an infant or young adult dies? Hmm. This, this may be an odd statement, but it makes me think about the circle of life, the, 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 the cycle of life, right? The circle of life where I'm, I'm a dad and I have young kids. And, it's, and you, may think the, you may think about it this way too, Harold. I think there's this interesting part in us when I've spoken to other fathers that we, we go, when I die, we never go when they die. Right, we we think I'm gonna die first. Right, and and it's like this natural cycle that we, in, in an odd way, we hope happens. Like I hope that I pass, and you continue forward. You know, you continue the legacy, continue what you want to do in life. Right, but not the other way around, because you have my child so much to live for, so many experiences. Right. and and recently I heard about this um, child that was. Um, that, that passed away. She was taken by, I think, a FedEx driver or, or, or some, some driver. Did you hear about that? Right. Area? I heard that. I heard that today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, tragic. I mean, that, that went to my pit, to my stomach. That, that right. broke me down. I thought about my kids. My, mine are young, just in that category. And they, right. play, they play outside just like that. And I feel safe with them playing. And I could, you know, I put myself in the shoes of those parents as best as I can and think about, the immense pain, and and I know that it's if I'm in those shoes, it's gonna take a long time for someone to give me a conversation that's gonna get me out of those shoes. Right. I and agree. I think that goes into that loss of right. an infant or, or or someone younger in that spectrum. Right. Right. Do you think with the epidemic causing more or multiple deaths in families, that grief has escalated in our society? I don't have like the data, statistical data in front of me to identify if uh, the epidemic causing more or multiple death in, in families, if that has escalated in our society. Um, I, I do know from a position of a clinician that heavily, heavily studies trauma when we experience multiple traumas, such as multiple deaths, it, it's, you know, it's, it's like having a wound on your hand. You got this big old cut, and it's one cut. And imagine you got that cut, and it's trying to heal, and then someone comes up and cuts it again. It, it, it hinders the healing process. It right. makes it 
it makes it sometimes it makes it even more difficult to heal from the first one because you've got two. Right. So I do think that going through this epidemic, and and directly seeing persons in your family and your circle of life and your microsystem pass, right. and hearing about it, I think it increases our fear. So we live a little more wary and cautious. And, and that fear increases our anxiety. We may be in a more survival state, like a fight or flight state. Right. And when you do that, right, when you shift to that type of state of living, your heart rate increases, your blood pressure increases. Well, now you're at risk for cardiovascular disease. Right. So there's like this domino effect. Just from one domino hits another and another, and, and none of those in that row are healthy. Right. Right. Wow. Awesome. So at this point, what suggestions would you have for our listeners um, needing help for themselves or family members or friends that are addressing the grief issue? Let's see. And, and there's, you know, before we jump into the help, I think it's important just to throw out there, everyone listening, there's there's a lot of different avenues of help. And, and you can look at the word as help, as support, as lean on me. And sometimes you're going to notice that some are going to fit. You're going to try one of these strategies out or one of these support systems, and you're going to go, wow, that's it. And you're also going to notice this is important. And you just stay with me on this. Some of these resources are not going to help you specifically. And it, it's in that moment that you don't give up on yourself. Right. That you acknowledge that's just, part of the, that's just part of the routine there. Some things will fit. And some won't. And when one doesn't fit, it doesn't mean that there's an error to it. It simply just means it was not a good fit. And then we shift over to another of these avenues of help. Wow. And, and you, you, it may take you a minute. It may take you a while to find the appropriate one. Don't give up on yourself. Keep going until you find the appropriate one, and you will. The, the avenues of support, a few of them I'll, I'll list off when it comes to grief is a support system and and the support system could be that if i'm going through grief i may spend time with my family i may spend time with my friends i may go do a group uh therapy environment where i find a group therapy in my area and and i'm in there and what happens is when you're around other people that are going through what you're going through you do not feel alone and there's such a peace to that to know that you're not the only one going through blank and that then makes things a little more clear and feasible to handle the situation. The second avenue of help you could try out would be nature. And, and when, we, when we think about nature, here's what I want you to keep in mind. you got free sunlight. You, you get underneath that sun, and that right away is going to increase your quality of life. There's just work that it does all the way from vitamin D to regulating your sleep, your mood. Right. When you're out in nature, you're exercising. And if you if you heard earlier in the episode, I talked a little bit about your heart rate going up, your blood pressure going up because of some of the side effects of grief. Right. Well, if I'm exercising, I'm now bringing it back down. So if I'm going through grief, my uh, therapist may say, while you're going through grief, I also want you once a week or once a day or once every other day to get outside and go for a nice one-hour walk. And they're doing that because they're wanting me to get the vitamin D. They're wanting me, vitamin D is going to help me with my sleep and my mood. 
They're going to want me to exercise to keep my blood pressure down, my heart rate down, and my muscles fit. And they're going to want me to go outside and get that fresh air, which hits my five senses. Wow. Wow. And, and, and a, a last one I'll share here with you is it's simple, and sometimes we, we just don't hop on it, and that's journal writing. And, and when you're writing, I always find it effective when it comes to grief to write as if you're going to give that document that you're writing to that person that has passed. So if it's, if it's um, my grandmother that's passed, I may write directly to her and start with, here's something I want to tell you with how I'm feeling. And, and you keep doing that over time, and you're, you're going to notice something really unique take place. Your connection is going to become a bit stronger. And then this is something my patients have taught me. And many of them say it this way. They'll go, I'll, I'll ask them, and I'll say, I'll say, if this person were here, what would they want from you? What would they ask you to do? What kind of feedback would they give you? Right. And it's, it's funny sometimes. They'll, they'll tell me, keep living my life. Keep pushing. Wow. Like, get off the bed. Go hustle. <laughs> go do what you do best. Right. right? And, they were, and they were laughing and maybe crying at the same time. So doing this writing, it reminds you of those messages and how important they are. And you're able to bring them back into your life. And you get to those, that later stage of grief, which is acceptance. And I think that's when you tap into continuing to take that person and what they've provided you with in life with you the rest of your life. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dr. Santos, thank you very much for being on the program today. You can contact us directly at the demise podcast at gmail.com. We also have a website where you can find out additional information on upcoming episodes and other things pertaining to the program at the demise podcast.com. We are excited about the Demise Podcast program and hope that it informs, enlightens, and educates you. Don't let the end of your life be the beginning of your plan. Thank you again. I'm Harold, your host. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily represent the official policy or position of the Demise Podcast, Harold Haney, or IPBC.